College Hockey Southwest Weekly is brought to you by Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. T-Mobile, home of America's largest 5G network. By College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. The ASU fans home away from home. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Voted Best of Las Vegas two years in a row. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning tequila since 2011. Cold beers and cheeseburgers. 12 Valley locations serving the finest in craft beers and handcrafted burgers. Behind the mask, serving the Valley hockey community since 1994. OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products, gets the funk out of your equipment or office. M-Drive, for energy, stamina, recovery. Ice Den Scottsdale, practice home of the Arizona Coyotes, also in Chandler. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Well, welcome in, hockey fans in the desert southwest, in the southwest, in the United States, Canada, wherever you may be listening to us live on the Podbean.com app. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, where we talk NCAA college hockey. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you tonight? Uh, apparently, you didn't get the map that I sent. <laughs> what map was that? Uh, the map that tells you that places <laughs> like Utah and Colorado and uh, are not in the desert. I know. I know. We started in the desert, Paul, and, and yeah. I'm still in the desert. But, uh, yeah, I hear you. I, I'm just having a hard time breaking away to totally go southwest. But we have. We've expanded as uh, as our show tonight will uh, will prove worthy of that. we got a couple of great guests that are joining us tonight, so it's going to be a lot of fun to talk NCAA hockey. Uh, I asked you how you were, so uh, oh, me? how are you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I am uh, <laughs> uh, I'm okay. I'm, I'm good. Uh, uh, it is strange times indeed. Uh, um, as some of you may or may not know, uh, my other job, the one that I, you know, the one that I will the eventually retire you? from. <laughs> well, see, I was trying not to say that. Well, not yet. Not yet. Uh, not yet. Well, that's not what we're, I meant. We're getting there. Way. We're getting there. Yeah. Either way. Um, <laughs> The job I have to have right. uh, with the New York City <laughs> Department of Education. Uh, my Lord. Uh, you want to talk about it? Oh, Jesus. Disaster. Oh, my God. Uh, it just, and that's just in case anybody wonders if a uh, party makes a difference in how things are run. It doesn't. Uh, I, I just... just uh, I hear you. Let, let, let's no. go on to let's go on to talk fun things, Paul. I know, and one thing that's not as you fun asked. Is that, that's uh, all I'm saying. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I, I should not have. <laughs> well, well, you have to. That's part of the job, right? <laughs> right. Um, anyway, uh, last night the uh, Stanley Cup was awarded to the Tampa Bay Lightning. So the yeah, uh, congratulations to them. I'm still cranky. Uh, 
Uh, I hear you. Professional hockey is uh, over for a short period of time. Very uh, on short. On this program, though, we talk NCAA hockey. And, you know, when you look around the landscape, Paul, it looks like things are starting to heat up just a little bit. And uh, there's a really good chance that uh, things might actually get rolling um, relatively soon. So we've got uh, we've, we've got some fun things to talk about. Um, I understand that we're having a little problem uh, getting uh, our uh, one of our guests on. I think we have one of them, so uh, let's uh, let's find out if um, if we can get uh, Coach Mike Cavlin from Colorado College on with us shortly. But in the meantime, I think we got uh, our first guest or a guest that we will make our first guest at the moment, uh, Sean Doogie, with us from uh, the Arizona State Sun Devils, one of the newest Sun Devils that made the transfer. Uh, Sean, are you with us? No, I, I don't uh, think. Uh, I, I, I think. Uh, okay. Well, have, let's, he's, let's see. He's on. Yeah. Yeah. I, a second there. I, I think he's here. Sean, are you here? Yeah. Hello. Hey, hey doing, Sean, Sean. How are you? This is uh, Scott and uh, Paul with Ice Time Hockey Southwest and College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Thanks for jumping on with us tonight. I know it's uh, it's been a crazy time for you, so. Uh, we, we want to talk a little hockey with you if you've got a few minutes for us. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's let's start right from the, the very get-go, Sean. I, I talked to your new coach, uh, Coach Powers, uh, in late March, early April, and uh, he was ecstatic to think that he had a chance to even visit with you. So, so tell us a little bit about um, the transition from where you were at Wisconsin to Arizona State and how that all came about for you. Yeah, well uh... – I think I was just kind of looking for something new, a uh, little different opportunity, um, something fresh. So I, I really didn't have any plans on where I wanted to go or anything like that. So I just kind of went to the portal and, and saw and kind of, you know, listen to what coaches had to say and, and who reached out. Um, as you said, you know, times are, are really different right now. So it was, uh, it was weird for me not being able to go actually visit places or, you know, visit, meet coaches face-to-face, <clears throat> anything like that. Um, so it was more really just kind of talking to them on the phone and, and reaching out to, to friends I had on other teams and, and other coaches that I've had in the past that, you know, I trust their opinions or, or, uh, if I've known they've worked with them before. So, um, really got a call from coach powers one night, uh, it was a pretty quick call right, right away. And I loved what he had to say. Um, I loved how he's very team oriented and, and the culture that they were building here. I think you know, one of the most important things he said to me that, that really got me right away was the players build the culture and the coaches protect it. Um, you know, and I had some buddies on this team and, and Josh Maniscalco who just signed, you know, James Sanchez, Willie Neer, Peter Zong, um, you know, some guys I played with, you know, years back in youth hockey. And, and I reached out to some of them and, and all they had was, was good things to say about the staff, the program, the directions it's heading. And, uh, you know, a lot of them have kind of had a similar experience. They've come here as a transfer. So I knew a team built off of kind of that concept by default, but a, but a team that is accepting the transfers, a team that knows, you know, what it's like on an individual level. Um, and then to see those guys come here and flourish under Coach Powers, it was it kind of turned into a no-brainer, you know, really fast. I also talked with Coach Field on the phone for a long time. Um, you know, I, I've known him for – for quite a while since I was younger too. So there was a very comfortable familiarity factor. 
uh, come in here and then on top of it, it's Arizona, right? Can't really complain about that. <laughs> Can't argue that a bit. Uh, I uh, follow- some people will, though, because, you know, it's still <laughs> June, July, and August, and, you know, 51 straight days of 110. I wasn't complaining about it when I was there, but admittedly, I didn't have 51 days of 110 either. <laughs> Sean, let me give you a little insight. My co-host uh, lives on Long Island, but he is a ASU alum, so he knows all about this stuff, and uh, in a few years when he retires, we're going to bring him back out here and make him do hockey stuff in the desert again so uh, that's just a little background i grew up in northern minnesota so i got a little feel for where you played at wisconsin uh went to minnesota duluth so that's uh where we're coming from but uh here's here's a question that i like to ask and then paul's going to jump in with a few for you but um when you come to arizona state i mean it's not a traditional quote unquote hockey market but um the game is played the same, and it's played at a very good pace and a very high level. So when you played Arizona State last year in Wisconsin, did you notice that right off the get-go that the game was played pretty well here? Yeah, I mean, I think now is, is kind of as we, we look forward, really, I mean, what really is a hockey market? I think we're starting to see players come out of all parts of the country, which is, you know, fantastic to see the, the game just, just growing like that. But – I think Arizona State hockey is really putting Arizona on the map is turning into kind of a, a hockey hub or, or, you know, growing to potentially be. Um, when they came and played in Wisconsin, yeah, I was unfortunately injured. So I, I really got to watch. I didn't just play, but I really got to watch. And, and uh, you know, you always see the game from a different perspective. But both times that they, they came, those two games, they were just absolute barn burners. The, the score was up. It was you know, highly competitive offensive play, fast transition. Um, it, it was a it was a head snapper. It was just zone to zone. There wasn't much neutral zone play. It was a lot of, you know, a team makes a mistake, it's a turnover, and uh, you're quickly going the other way. <clears throat> so it was it was a very fast game, and I think I, I got to see kind of a pre glimpse of of just the offensive talent and and the pace that that they like to play with. So, Sean, yeah. when when uh, when you made the decision to transfer to Arizona State, um, was it a was it a whirlwind kind of thing? Did you just say one day, you know, I'm, I, I I I need this change of scenery, or was it kind of something you were brewing in your head for a while? Uh, yeah, I think it was it was a bit of a kind of brewing up a lot of factors led up to it um right, we're not you know, going to ask you to get into those but uh, you know just right yeah it was a, yeah it was, it was it wasn't like an easy decision by any means i didn't just wake up one morning and and decide what i wanted to do um i think it was kind of over time it, it kind of popped up and i kind of just you know talked with my family and, and close friends and kind of evaluated the situation and and where things could go what my options truly were and and things like that. So yeah, it wasn't really, you know, a heat of the moment thing. I think it was something that that was considered and, and thought about for a while. Well, just just so you know, I mean, I I, I, I know things are weird, but uh, just if you'll feel comfortable, because there are plenty of Wisconsinites and Illinois uh, natives in, in in the Valley of the Sun. So uh, you know that will. Uh, that will give you a chance to be familiar with some things too and make you feel more comfortable there um, as, uh, as as you progress through the season. 
what was that gold medal winning like when you were in the uh, under eighteen world championship? Oh God, that was probably that was probably one of the best moments of my life so far. I think uh, you know getting an opportunity to represent your country like that on on the world stage is is special enough. Um, that was a great group of guys we had that year, or for those two years, honestly. Yeah. And uh, we battled a lot of adversity as a team. It's funny, actually. We still we still have a, a group message that every now and then guys chime in on and and kind of uh, just connect again. But um, it's it, it was a speechless moment. I mean, years later, now it still is. Um, you really can't put in, put a moment like that into words, you kind of just try and live in it. But when you try and reflect, you just kind of realize when that last buzzer rang and we all celebrated, like you were kind of in a blackout mode. Um, it was surreal, especially, you know, being the underdogs of the tournament, there wasn't much, you know, favoritism towards us um, in terms of, you know, competition towards these other countries. And we really just pulled it together for the two weeks or however long it was and just really pulled together and, played for each other and our team took a step that we hadn't seen in two years. We took that step, you know, in one week and, uh, you know, it resulted in a gold medal. See, now I always find that fascinating. <laughs> okay. And, 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 and having not been an athlete at that elite level. Okay. Um, I, I, the athletes I have encountered over my time seem to remember everything. When they have those moments, they don't remember any of it. That is one of the weirdest things that I've ever seen, that those last few final seconds. It's like everything goes blank, and and it's almost like they don't know what to do. Yeah, you don't. There's no there's no experience. You know, you've never, never been there before, at least none of us were. So we really didn't, we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know how it was going to go. We were just – I think we were – not shocked in ourselves, but we were just shocked as, you know, at the time, that's our, that's our dream. That's our goal. And it just came true. Sean, let me, let me ask you this, because you mentioned uh, winning a championship and I talked to coach powers quite frequently during the season. And one of the things he always says is winning a championship, no matter what level it is, just winning a trophy is a big thing for a team, team bonding, team unity, team confidence. Um, I'm sure he's told you about his aspirations, and I'm sure the players that you know on the team and the other players now have told you that uh, they set their goals uh, right yep, last year from the get-go, that they wanted to win a national championship, and they want to do it again this year and year after year after year. And uh, when you talk about an upstart new program, uh, how did you take that? Uh, I think it's good. I think the ambition is there. It's, you know, what's what's the point of competing if, you, if you're not going to go for the championship, right? So I think it's been very clear from the second I walked in the door that, you know, you're not here for fun. You're not here for a lifestyle, but you're here to, to be a part of competing for a national championship. Um, I think everybody understands that from, from the get-go, whether you're coming as a freshman, a transfer, or you've been here for four years, the message doesn't change. Uh, we're going to prepare. We're going to compete. We're going to do things the right way over and over again to give ourselves the best chance at winning a national championship. I would have expected nothing less out of your comment. And uh, when, so let me ask you this, when you arrived in Arizona at Arizona state and you had a chance to, uh, to take a visit to Oceanside, your practice facility, your game facility, 
what were your first thoughts? Uh, it put a smile on my face. It's blue collar. I think. Ah, uh, I love it. I love it. You know, through the portal and through my buddies, you know, they're telling me like, you know, these aren't the bells and whistles. We don't have our own place yet. You know, it's going to be different from, from what you're coming from. But, you know, quite frankly, I, I really, I really didn't care. I think, you know, it, it builds so much character being, you know, part of a place like Oceanside. I think, you know, you look around the room, there's guys that have been there, you know, borderline from the start. Um, it's a special place to them. You know, that's their rank. That's what, you know, they, they built Arizona state hockey there. And it's, you know, I know a couple guys would take, take that rank right now over anything brand new if, if they're in their last year. So being able to, to come in for a year and, and be a part of that and find my way kind of into that, that club of, we, we did it at Oceanside. You know, I think, you know, right now you kind of look at it as nothing but two, three, four, five, ten years from now. Like, we're going to be the group coming back saying, we were at Oceanside. Can you believe that? And, and <laughs> not only were we there, but we won. We were successful. You know, we got a national championship. We had a winning record. You know, no, other, no teams, you know, want to go into a building and, and play in, in a building like that. That's, that's just the truth. I think everyone in our, our locker room embraces it. Like it's, that's our rank. That's our baby. And, you know, there's guys that have obviously been here way longer than I have. And, and that's all they've known. That's what, that's what they have. And like I said, it's, it's blue collar. It's gritty. It's character. So I know that you guys have started official practices, even if it's not for a lot of time in a week, uh, mm-hmm. you were hurt at the end of the 2019, 20 season. What did it feel like to put the skates back on and, and, and get out on the ice again as a team with a team? Yeah, it was, uh, it was great. It was kind of just a return, return to normalcy in a sense a little bit with, with everything crazy going on in the, in the world. So I think kind of getting back on the ice and, and kind of getting skill work back under you, you know, kind of your, your fundamentals and the basics kind of start chipping away at those again. Um, you know, we're, we're in small groups for a while and, and, you know, hopefully that comes to an end soon, but just kind of being around guys and especially for me transferring in, just kind of, it was nice to slowly kind of get acclimated instead of kind of just getting thrown into the deep end. Um, but yeah, to get back on the ice, you know, kind of shake things off. I, I hadn't played a game since February. Um, you know, it was, it was, it was a big step for me just in terms of, of, you know, mentality, getting back to hockey and, and getting back to, you know, focused on, on winning again. Speaking of the deep end, uh, like you said, even though your guys are playing and in, in practicing in small groups, uh, it seems like the deep end is this roster. Uh, what is your initial, and obviously you're not the coach and you're not a coach. You're just out there on the ice concentrating on your own game, but you still get a feel for what's going on, uh, whether it's your turn on the ice or not. What is your early uh, – is, is, are, are we imagining how deep this team is or is it for real? No, I can say it's definitely for real. Um, it's a deep team. There's, we, got a, we got a lot of forwards that each and every one of them are bringing something special to the table. Um, you know, practices, yeah, we're in small groups, but it's a challenge every day. Every single guy shows up and with the mentality of, of competing and battling and pushing each other to get better, I think – 
it's it's no secret how deep this team is skill talent passion you know other intangibles like that but um we're, we're deep we're super deep and i think we're going to really start seeing that come together once we can get on the ice as a full team and, and really start running through more you know full team concepts but like i said there's every single guy is, is bringing something to the table and, and you know competing for ice time and it's only driving competition which is healthy so sean uh, for those of you uh, those of uh, the desert southwest or the southwest that maybe haven't seen you play at uh, at your previous school um Tell everybody out here just what they can expect from your style of play. I got a little joke on it. And I know you made a little joke on uh, Instagram or Twitter uh, when you put your new uniform on. You said something about uh, new uniform but same size. Tell us about Sean Duke right. and what he does on the ice. Yeah, I think it's just gonna it's gonna be something people haven't seen before. Um, there isn't another five foot three you know, hockey player in college hockey or, or really in hockey anywhere right now. So. I think it's going to be uh, for for fans. I think it's it's going to be exciting. I like to play fast. I like playing with the puck. Um, and I like you know I really like making plays. I like using the guys around me and and not necessarily flashy, but at the end of the day, just you know getting the job accomplished. Um, I think you know something that fans really enjoy. I'd watch my game too is just watch me stand up you know against the big guys and really not turn down from a fight. Um, you know, there's videos all over Twitter and everything of. You know, me taking on that guy two times, two times the size of me. Um, I really just, I don't care. I get, I like getting in their face, I like trying to get under their skin and, and kind of bring a, a scrappy, um, you know, gritty component to it as well. Even though I am as small as I am, uh, you know, I, I just love being around the net. I think I, I thrive there. It excites me, and that's part of why I love hockey. I've got a quick follow up, Paul, if I can, just for a second. Um, so, so you talk about that style of play. You've got a teammate now in Johnny Walker who's a little bit gritty, a little bit sandpaper. He's bigger than you, I guess, but uh, he likes that style of play too. Can Is there a possibility that we could see the both of you together on the ice at one time? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that'd be possible. I, I'd love it. I think that'd be great. Um, Especially if you know, we can get him mic'd up. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> that'd be dangerous. But uh, I, think it'd be, I think it'd be a great opportunity to be able to play with with Johnny and, and uh, Sanchez there. And, and really, like we, we talked about how deep this team is, you know, I think you can put really virtually any kind of combinations together and, and you're going to see everyone and the team flourish. But I think if me and Johnny get together, yeah, he's got that. I know he's got the history of, of the grit and the tenacity and, and things of that nature. And I think that's something that we both, you know, feed off of each other incredibly well. Um, just kind of knowing there's a guy that's got your back and he's willing, willing to get greasy like that with you. Um, you know, I, th- I think it's it'd be a great opportunity for us. I think, you know, we'd we'd bring a lot to the table in terms of getting under guys' skin and, and really throwing guys, you know, games off and um, really driving kind of a a gritty factor in the game. So the uh, the obvious question now is, you're chomping at the bit. I can tell to get on the ice, uh, not only with your teammates, but in get into some game action and I'm sure they've told you what it's like I mean uh, you mentioned it other teams don't want to come here and play in Oceanside but uh, that is a home ice advantage with the low ceilings and the the crowd right on top of you hopefully we get crowds this year uh, and certainly the media sitting on top of your bench are, are you ready for that yeah I'm, I'm as ready as I, th- I think I'll ever be um, you know everyone's told me what it's really like you know yeah you know the crowd 
maybe small, but they said they get mighty, they get loud, and, and they're there to see hockey. So I think that's exciting. I think passionate fans is super exciting, and, and hopefully – uh, when we when we get things going, whenever that may be, you know, fans are allowed. And if they're not, hopefully it is, you know, very soon. I think, you know, that just, it makes Oceanside even better, having that place packed loud and, and shaken. And, and it's just chaos. I think I thrive. I thrive in chaos. I like it. You know, other people, you know, fold, they crumble. But I like the chaos. I like creating chaos. And I like finding my way through it. Okay, so I'm going to get one more in here. Then I know Paul's got at least one more for you. So here we go. Um, <laughs> so, so playing at Wisconsin, I mean, we know what that's like. Big Ten used to be WCHA when I was growing up, and and the competition that you guys play there in the big barns and the big crowds and all of that stuff. Um, what's your takeaway from that uh, that experience, and how will it help you as a Sun Devil now? Um, I think my biggest takeaway is kind of, you know, a lot of that stuff's just noise, right? You know, things can get loud. You know, you go into some of these other places, um, you know, the fans can, they can get ruthless student sections or, you know, they're picking on guys or, you know, they're figuring out ways to throw guys off their games from, from the crowd. So um, I just don't think that changes. I think it's really kind of finding a way to, to stay dialed in and focused and, and on your game, Um and not letting those outside distractions from the from the ice, you know, affect your emotions or your decision making or the way you play. All right, Paul, he's all yours. All right, just really, just one more question because uh, we just uh, uh, he at uh, ASU had a pair of brothers that uh, graduated and played. The, uh, you got to play with your older brother at, at Wisconsin and scored a goal in the same game. What was that like? Yeah, that was a that was a super special moment. I don't think anybody could have you know predicted that or or draw it up that way. But um, actually, for for my goal, it, it kind of gets hidden in the dust because it was a penalty shot. But he was actually on the penalty kill for my penalty, and uh, he blocked a shot that led to my breakaway coming out of the box, and then I got tripped. But so I mean, he he kind of gets an assist on that, which is even cooler. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, being able to score, you know, a goal like that is against North Dakota. It was the first time Wisconsin played North Dakota in a long time. You know, there's probably close to 14,000, 15,000 people there. So it was, it was really cool. It was a great atmosphere. But, um, you know, sharing that moment with my brother, you know, both scoring our first college goals, um, you, you just can't, you can't make that up. You can't draw it up. It couldn't have gone any better for us. Wow, this, okay. see, that part they didn't put in the bio. That, that's, <laughs> that, see, that's, that's even better now. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right, Sean, two-parter two for our last question for you. And, again, we appreciate you taking the time to come on, and, and you'll see me around the ice, uh, ice rink as soon as uh, things get back to normal, a little bit at least. But I look forward to meeting you in person. But um, here's a two-parter, okay? Uh, we know your style. We've seen it. We know what you've accomplished at this point. So when we ask Sun Devil hockey fans to look at you and, and what would you tell them uh, their expectations should be for this coming season whenever it gets started? That's part one. And part two is give them a little uh, background into you growing up and how you got started playing this game and, and what gave you the love for hockey. Yeah, so for part one, I think, you know, expectations for them, 
know, when they show up, like, you know, I'm going to be a little shorty on the ice, whatever. It's obviously going to be, you know, clear as day. But, um, you know, I just, I just think their, their expectations for the season should be high. Um, you know, ours are incredibly high. We have high standards, expectations for, for the performance that we want as a team. Um, I think for them to things that they want to watch is they're, they're just going to, there's going to be so much talent skill, but you know, more important is to be so much determination, so much focus, um, you know, things like that. It's a very close team. We have a very, very close team. So I think for, for fans, it's going to be super fun for them to watch. They're going to be able to see that translate onto the ice immediately. Um, just a little bit about my background. Uh, I grew up right outside Chicago, West suburbs, um, born and raised, played at the Chicago mission growing up for seven years. Um, won plenty of state championships there. It's a great <laughs> program. It was a lot of fun. Um, a lot, a lot of, of great, great players coaches. come out of that program too, Sean. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of guys there and a couple of guys from here too. Um, but you know, I, I think just for, in terms of love of the game, I, I owe a lot of credit to, uh, the Chicago mission and just, um, you know, the coaches that they had at that program. And I was there just really, you know, pushing not just winning and excellence, but fun and joy. Um, you know, my parents, neither one of them played hockey growing up or anything, but my cousins did. So that's really kind of what got me started into hockey and, and skating at a really young age, probably around three years old. Um, just my aunt taking me out to open skate and stuff like that. Um, and I just, I think it was history ever since. I, I loved it from the beginning. Sean Doogie, thanks for spending time with us. Good luck this season. Let's hope it gets started uh, sooner rather than later. And look forward to meeting you in person and seeing your game in the uh, in the beautiful confines of Oceanside Ice Arena. Thanks for taking the time again, Sean. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Sean. All right, folks. That's Sean Doogie, one of the newest uh, Arizona State Sun Devils uh, that is uh, going to be playing some hockey in Oceanside. And uh, I tell you what, right now, if, if they have fans, he is going to become a fan favorite very, very quickly. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, Paul, we got another guest coming on here shortly. It's going to be a little bit of uh, – you've been through this with me before when we have some technical difficulties, but I think Coach Mike Cavill is going to be calling us shortly. Um, so I will have you text questions because, unfortunately, you won't be able to – or he won't be able to hear you. you That's probably better his, for him. Yeah, you'll hear his response as well. But uh, sometimes that happens. Uh, the uh, technical difficulties spring up, and, and we just roll with it. But – um, before coach comes on, tell me a little bit about, uh, your impression on, uh, Sean Doogie. Well, listen, I like the confidence and, uh, you know, his last full season, uh, two years ago, uh, he was in the, the tops of the big 10 and scoring on the power play. And, uh, as much as, uh, ASU was able to score last year, uh, the one place they weren't as efficient as I guarantee, uh, the coaching staff would have liked them to have been was on the power play. And, 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 and if he helps that even just a little bit, uh, especially now since they've lost their top D pair, uh, obviously for different reasons, even though it's the same reason. Um, I, I think that uh, I like that different reasons only the same reason. Okay, well, they, the same reason they, they signed yeah. in the in, with the pros, but one right. graduated yeah. and one didn't. You know, hey, right. good for them. Yeah, you know? right. um, yep. uh, 
you know, uh, it'll actually give me a reason to watch Penguins games next year if Josh is in the lineup. Uh, and Sharks games, obviously, for either of the Pashnik brothers. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, obviously it'll be a little harder to root for the Penguins. Uh, can I root for the Penguins to lose 3-2 to two and Josh get a goal and an assist? Can I do that? Well, maybe I lost you too. Maybe we lost each other. Who knows? No, here? no, I'm I'm here. I got coach on the line here in just All a right. minute. So uh, we're gonna bring on uh, the the head coach of Colorado College, Coach Mike Havlin is gonna join us right now. So, Coach uh, Scott and Paul, with you. Thank you so much for uh, for coming on. I know the technical difficulties can sometimes be difficult, but we appreciate your time. We know you're a busy man, and uh, welcome to our coverage because we're excited to cover uh, Colorado College Tiger hockey. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, you know, uh, I, I certainly, I certainly was trying, but I apologize. Uh, you know, and, uh, pretty good at that stuff too. That's, that's what's kind of bothering me right now. But, but thanks for having me. No worries. We'll get it figured out because we'll talk to you a lot, hopefully, in the upcoming season and beyond. But uh, let's get started right off the get-go, Coach, by by talking about that new facility that's coming up on your campus and how excited you are to uh, to have that. Well, obviously, it's a game changer for our program. I, I believe, uh, you know, the World Arena is an outstanding arena. We've been there, you know, for, you know, 25 years. But uh, to have a chance to play games on our campus, uh, have a state-of-the-art facility, uh, you know, on our end, you know, with, with theater rooms, seating for 35 guys and, you know, our weight room right in the locker room, brand-new locker room, you know, with touch screens and, you know, to do drills and video and, uh, you know, uh, medical rooms and lounges and, you know, recruiting rooms and offices and, you know, everything's right there at your fingertips. And I, I think in today's day and age, it goes a long way with recruiting. Um, you know, I believe we're in the best conference and, and, uh, you know, you got some pretty nice buildings with Omaha building a brand new one, North Dakota, Denver's redone theirs and Miami a couple of years ago, Duluth a couple of years ago. So, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta make sure you're giving yourself the best advantage uh, when you're recruiting, and it's it's very hard uh, uh, in college hockey to recruit. And you know, look at all the new buildings, and, you know, with, the, with Penn State and Quinnipiac, and I can go around, and it's just, uh, it's just going to be a game changer. We've never played a game on campus in, in the history of this program, and this will be the first time next year. Absolutely. Well, I can tell you, I'm uh, a Minnesota boy. My co-host is uh, uh, a Long Island guy, and uh, uh, he's going to give me some questions for you, so we'll kind of alternate here in a minute. But uh, I want to tell you that when I drove past that facility, I got out, took some pictures, did some different things. I, I was amazed because uh, I think it's wonderful that you're going to be right on campus. I the campus was beautiful uh, to see the old buildings and then this new building coming up that seemed to fit right in. So congratulations on getting that going. Um, when we talk about uh, recruiting, right, and I think you guys have like the number five recruiting class in the country, but um, tell us a little bit about that and, and what it's like to recruit. I mean, when we talk about Colorado, you got Denver up the street, you got Air Force across the highway from you, and then you got Colorado College, which uh, you all have something different to offer, don't you? Well, we do. I, I, I think, um, you know, we're a small liberal arts college and, you know, and one of the top 25 in the country and uh, extremely uh, academic school. It's, uh, you know, pretty tough to get into the CC. And, um, you know, and I think that it's uh, 
uh, you know, but plays, I believe, and like I said, you know, I'm, I'm biased, you know, because of the conference. I think it's a, it's a great conference. I think it prepares you for the next level. Uh, and, and you know, a lot of guys coming out of here that want to, you know, most guys in this conference want to play at the next level. And this this will prepare you for that. Um, you know, there's no re- there's no mistake of four national champs in a row coming out of this conference. And I think the hockey speaks for itself. And but uh, you know, recruiting is very hard. It's it's harder throughout the whole country. I think a lot of guys. You know, you're competing with teams in the East and then, you know, in the Big Ten and, you know, WCHA, Atlantic Hockey League. Everybody's going after a lot of the same guys. And, you know, and I, I think that's where the building comes in to help us. I, I think we have a lot to offer, obviously, like I said, academically, being in that conference and now getting a state-of-the-art building right on our campus uh, with all the amazing amenities that it will have, it will help at that, that end of it. It's, recruiting is obviously the lifeline for everybody in college hockey, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's extremely, extremely difficult and, and challenging. Um, you know, everybody a lot of, uh, got, got, has scholarships and merit money and, you know, and, uh, you know, you got to you got to get out. You got to do it. You got to be in the trenches and, and build those relationships. But it's extremely hard. You know, when we talk about that, Coach, and this has been a crazy year with uh, the pandemic hitting everybody uh, right before the end of the regular season last year, and and uh, it's obviously changed the way you do things, but uh, tell us a little bit about some of the things that maybe you've had to do differently that uh, you're not used to doing or weren't used to doing. Well, we haven't. We've been on the dead period here from the NCAA with no recruiting. They've just moved it through January, and uh you know, so, uh, you know, a lot of it's virtual, uh, you know, we've, we've, uh, you know, the school, the athletic department, uh, has made a, uh, a video of, of our campus through our athletic departments, through our classrooms showing, you know, then we have the new arena. We, so we do a lot of virtual with our recruits now, uh, and families and it's, you know, we, we take an hour with them and, um, you know, a little or longer and, and, you know, we stop, we have questions you know, we, we do our, our pitch to them and, uh, you know, we've done a few of those. So that's a, that's a whole different world. I mean, but you got to adapt to it and adjust to it. So, um, you know, and, and, and so that's kind of been the new thing now is the virtual tours with our recruits or upcoming recruits to, 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 to hopefully convince them to come in. And, you know, they'd still like to be here and see the school. And hopefully that's kind of what everybody talks about at the end is when this thing ends or what we can maybe get on campus would be, uh, you know, certainly that's what they want to do too and, and be here and see the buildings and, and be live in front of everybody. Yeah, I can totally agree with you on that one. Um, you know, I know here at ASU, the, the, uh, the guys have started to skate in small groups and coaches can only be with them a, a couple of hours a week or whatever it is. I'm assuming that's the same thing for you too. You guys are, are on the ice and, uh, and doing some small group stuff at least. Yeah, we're doing small groups here, and we're only at four hours a week. We could be with them uh, up until this weekend, uh, and then it, you know, then we the regular season kicks in. You know, uh, then your hours go up to normal, but we're still in the four hours a week. So we're doing small groups of of eight or nine, and you know, guys and just skills. Uh, you know, there's no competition drills, and um, you know, we're hoping that will change next week, and then then obviously testing becomes it. Uh, you know, uh, has to be part of that because it's contact and, and uh, you know, hopefully, but that's what we'd like to start to maybe get into, see some scrimmaging maybe. Uh, so, but that, that goes into the testing end of things and, and uh, you know, certainly have to work with the medical uh, staff 
uh, here at the college and, and uh, you know, we're certainly trying to get that hopefully for next week or the week after knowing that things are pushed back already. So coach, my co-host has a question for you. And I'm kind of glad that he wasn't able to talk with you because I was scared to be outnumbered for the couple of uh, New Yorkers uh, uh, getting me, but <laughs> he wants to know that that four hours for the NCAA, is that per kid or is that total? No, that's per kid. That's per kid. So you, you know, you can break it down, um, you know, per kid. And but it's, you know, if you do video, that's part of it. Uh, that that's not part of their weight training. And that's eight hours with the weight training. So it's four hours a week uh, on ice instructing uh, each kid. Okay, so I know you've had to deal with it, and obviously, uh, you know, you've made the best of it the way things are going. But when we talk about your kids, how, how's the mental attitude of, of a student athlete, maybe a senior this year? Have you seen any changes, or how are they handling this uh, whole pandemic thing? You know, listen, I give them a lot of credit. It's been tough with the cancellation of last year and, and everything going on through the summers. And, you know, then the guys, you know, obviously, you know, went back home and went you know, all over the country and even into Canada, you know, we have guys from all over and they couldn't get into rinks, you know, and then all of a sudden start to open up. And, uh, I just, I just think their mindset's been great. A lot of guys, they just want to play. They just want to play and, and, uh, you know, they want to get out and prove, uh, you know, have a good year and, and try to get themselves, especially the seniors contracts, wherever it may be. And, uh, you know, I just think that the, the you know, the, the, the our motto is take it one day at a time because things change and, and they have changed. We've been, uh, you know, we had a pause because uh, we had some cases here at the college and, and we had some quarantine stuff in dorms and, and our guys have to live in the dorms. So we had a pause a couple of days, but we're, you know, so I think you're going to see that and it's going to happen. You see it in college football now with cancellation of games. I just think it's going to be the new norm. And I think you just got to communicate and, be honest with guys and, 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 and try to give them the best experience you possibly can. And, and a lot of it's out of our control, uh, you know, when it comes to how many conference games or games we're going to play this year. We don't know yet, uh, but I think we're just preparing, you know, like it's any other year and, you know, try to give them the best experience we can. All right. My co-host Paul has another question for you, kind of a follow-up to that four-hour thing, but he wants to know, uh, does that uh... – let you focus more uh, or do you group them uh, in what you think they need to work on when you're setting up those groups, the small groups? Yeah. You can tell Paul that usually years, years prior to, we, we do a lot of, uh, you know, we, we, a lot of times break them into forwards and D. Uh, but right now it's just all skills right now. So, uh, you know, we're trying to do the best thing we can do with the skill set. And that's whether it's, you know, receiving stuff on, you know, work one day is all passing, the next day's edges and, you know, footwork. And, and uh, you know, we tried to come up with a plan uh, going into this, knowing that, that we were not small groups and couldn't have competitive uh, drills, meaning one-on-ones and two-on-twos and, you know, you know, small area games. So uh, we've really tried to concentrate on just the skills, you know, whether it's their foot, uh, their feet and working with their feet or, you know, uh, hands and feet and, you know, and then, uh, you know, just kind of making maybe some, you know, skilled drills that have a little thinking in them too, where there's two and three different passes and, um, you know, to kind of see the IQ of guys. So uh, we're trying all different things and, you know, obviously you, you reach out to all the people you know that are skilled guys in the NHL that I know and <laughs> trying to get stuff from them and, you know, and I, I think it's, you know what, 
but but uh, like I said, the, the, the kids have been outstanding. Uh, you know, they've they've accepted it, and they've uh, as much as they want to play, they just you know they they you know I think they just looking for some clarity really, and then hopefully you know, we get that soon here. Coach, uh, I know uh, we could probably go on for hours, and I know uh, we have you for just a little bit longer here, but um, I want to ask you, uh, we started this company uh, five years ago because ASU was getting an NCAA program, and I think people out here thought uh, hockey in the West, that, that just can't happen, it can't work. You've had a chance to uh, to come here. You've had a chance to play ASU a couple of times. Um, what are your thoughts on the growth of NCAA hockey in the West? Is it going to continue, do you think? I hope it does. I think it would be outstanding to see UNLV and some California teams come in. I, I really hope that happens. I think it would be outstanding for hockey. I mean, there's a lot of California Phoenix kids, you know, uh, you know, Dallas kids playing and, and I, you know, listen, I'm all for the growth of the game. I think, you know, I was playing pro hockey and, you know, in, in college hockey in the late eighties, early nineties. And, you know, to see the expansion of Anaheim come and I, you know, was playing with some guys in the minors and the next year, all of a sudden they were playing in Anaheim and it was just, you know, I think the game has grown. I think USA hockey has done an amazing job with growing it from the grassroots and, and with the NHL teams in Phoenix and Dallas and all that California teams and now Vegas and Seattle. I think it's just, I think you're going to see it and I hope to see it. I think it would be outstanding for our game. I think, the recruiting would get harder, but uh, I certainly think I'm, I'm a big believer in if we can continue to grow this game, you know, I know uh, your partner's on the phone there and LIU came in. I think that's great. I, I mean, I grew up in that area. I think it's outstanding that they're in now. And I, I think the more teams we see, the more teams NHL get, the better off, the better, you know, I think hockey will be all around in every level. Okay. So that leads me into uh, you uh, had a pretty decent career I'll say uh, as an assistant coach with the Chicago Blackhawks uh, from 08 to, to uh, 2012 so uh, how is how did that help you transition into being a head coach at a uh, NCAA program and and are there differences obviously with the skill level but how close are those two levels well I, I think I think you know I, I compare the, the the NCAA I, I was a head coach in the American League for a few years too and it reminds me a lot of the American League. It's 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 a big development league. It's a uh, it's a league that you're going to get. You know, your superstars are going to come through, but they're still in that development stage where you could have got them in the American League the same way. You know, I, I look back and you know I had Dustin Bufflin and Dave Bolin and Troy Brower and Jalmerson and you know all at eighteen, nineteen in the American League. You know, as a head coach and. You know, I look at the America. I look at college hockey. And I see that now. I had you know Jacob Slavin here when I first got here, and you know there. You know, so it reminds me a lot of the American League. Uh, the NHL is, is is a tough league. It's not a it's not a league to develop in. I can tell you that. I mean, it's a wins and loss league, and, and uh, we all want to win, but uh, you know, it's tough to develop guys. If you're developing guys, you're not winning a lot of games. You you know you, you can develop at that level, but it's tough to. If it's it's just not a development league, that's what the American League is for. So I see a lot of similarities in the American League and the NCAA because uh, the guys are still learning and growing and maturing. Yeah, great great answer to that one. Um, uh, Paul has one more final one for you, and then I'll give you a final one, and we'll let you go. But uh, he, he talks about CC being such a historical program, and you know the fact that you've worked with historical programs uh, a few more times, like the Blackhawks and Hershey and even Norfolk. Um, so 
when you're working with those, uh, what are some of the experiences maybe that they've taken out of historical programs that say you wouldn't be able to do uh, at, a, at a place like Arizona State that doesn't have a history to speak of yet? Well, I, I think you put your alums right in there at this level, and I think you look at the success that this program has had, and you're always trying to reach the ultimate goal of let's win national championships. And I think, you know, uh, you know, when you're when you're in these historical franchises, it's a, it's an honor and a privilege to coach them, and and uh, I think there's. There's pressure, obviously, that, that, that people want to win. And, and uh, you know, and I think, uh, you know, that's a, that's a good thing. I think it's, you know, I, I think you, you got to look at it as a challenge. And uh, and you come in and you're like, I want to put my stamp on the program. And, and uh, you know, by by recruiting the type of team that you want to put on the ice. And, uh, but again, you get yourself in games like the Denver, Denver uh, NCC series, you know, is, is one of the oldest college hockey rivals going and to be part of it. And, and, and it's amazing to be a part of and, and uh, you know, to see all of a sudden the alums emailing and calling leading up to those weekends <laughs> and how important it really is for the community. And, and, uh, and I think that's the stuff that you, you love. I mean, I go back to, to Chicago and, you know, Detroit was a big rival, you know, obviously, and, uh, you know, St. Louis and, but I mean, the Detroit rival was, it was amazing to be a part of. And, uh, you know, and people take it, <laughs> you know, this is a lot of it's part of their life and, and it's a big part of their life. And they take it very serious, the fans and, and uh, you know, I think I think that's where your pressure comes from. But I lo- I love that whole part of it. I think that that adds to the the experience of coaching one of the the oldest fan, the oldest you know college teams in the country. Um, okay, last one for you, and you kind of led me into it when I uh, when I said that we should expand and start covering uh, CC and Air Force and Denver along with Arizona State on the NCAA side of our uh, our website and our podcasts. Um, you know, obviously, I've done some digging, so I know about the uh, gold pan and the Pikes Peak Trophy and stuff like that. But uh, give our listeners out here um, maybe a little peek as to what it's like to uh, to be at CC and to play those competitive things. You touched on it a little bit, but uh, just a taste at just how important that is for the, the communities and the players uh, for the gold pan and the Pikes Peak. Well, obviously, we're in the same. We're within an hour, you know. I mean, twenty minutes to Air Force and an hour to Denver. So uh, it's bragging rights. It's 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 the alums. It's the community. I mean, you know, we have tremendous fans here and support in, in Colorado Springs, and and so does Air Force, and 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 Denver does too. So I, I think it just it, it it's a different feel when you play uh, in those games. It's it means a little bit more. Not that it doesn't against Duluth and North Dakota. You always, you know, those are some really hard games. But there's that extra, you know, hey, you know, we got to beat Denver and we, we want to win these trophies. And there's trophies on the line. And and, uh, and there's that, that tradition you can carry on for years to come. I mean, I look at the bean pot. I mean, you know, I think when you win them, you always remember that when you won it and who was on those teams. And, and that's how important they really are, you know, to the program and to the community. Coach, I appreciate your time. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in person and seeing your team in person and, and getting into that new building uh, in the very near future. It's, what, about a year away or so? Yeah, I think uh, hopefully by July, August, we're in there and uh, skating. And, you know, we should be ready for next year, though. So Fan- I apologize for the, for the uh, confusion, and I really do. And, 
hopefully we can do it again and I can stay on for an hour and uh, <laughs> like to meet your Long Island guy there. I'm sure we know some guys, you know, uh, we may know some people uh, from Long Island and New York area. I'm sure we do. So no, no doubt. Well, I can tell you, coach, he's, he's not far from the New Islanders building and he's not far from the LIU. So uh, a lot of hockey uh, goes around with us, and we're glad to have him on board. We're glad to have you guys on board at CC, and, and we'll talk to you very soon. Thanks again for joining. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, folks, that was uh, Coach Mike Havlin from Colorado College that joined us via the phone. Unfortunately, sometimes we have those issues, Paul. Um, I know you could hear him. He couldn't hear you, but I could tell by the uh, tone of his voice that he was uh, looking forward to chatting with you. Well, I'll just say this. this: The fix is obviously in. You just didn't want to be outnumbered <laughs> by those of us from the East Coast. And that's what it comes down to. You just figured uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hog it all for myself because I don't, you know, they're going to beat me down. And uh, that's, you know, it, it's pretty obvious. I mean, you don't have to say it. We, we all know. Uh, great stuff from Coach Havlin. Let's uh, let's take a quick break, Paul. Uh, we've had two great guests. We got to digest a little bit, but let's uh, hear from a couple of our partners, and then uh, we'll be back to uh, wrap up this episode. Okay? You're the boss. Ask any hockey player in the desert Southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing: we love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game and style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Ask any player who leases up a pair of skates in Arizona or Nevada, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game and style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan, or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player, or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. Refine your product with mDrive. Sports are back, and so is the year-end model sale at Arizona's Ford Giant, Bell Ford. Looking for a new pickup? The best-selling 2020 Ford F-150 XLT can now be had for $10,000 off the MSRP. Or how about $6,000 off the MSRP for a 2020 Ford Ranger XLT? Looking for a sports utility vehicle or a sports car? How about $6,000 off the MSRP for a 2020 Ford Escape? Or $5,000 off the MSRP for an iconic Ford Mustang, an EcoBoost Coupe? Whatever your preference, go to bellford.com or see our friend Kevin Wood at the showroom at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix 
Tell them Ice Time Hockey SW said hello. shot of the best tasting tequila then roger klein's cancion tequila is the brand for you award-winning roger klein's cancion tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day find your bottle be it in arizona or elsewhere in the u.s visit us at mexicanmoonshine.com roger klein's cancion tequila award-winning taste since 2011 I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the Fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that Fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy in Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein on a beautiful Long Island, New York. Uh, Paul, right before we went to break, we uh, just finished up a great conversation with the head coach from Colorado College, Mike Haviland. And, uh, you know, when I brought up the idea to you and everybody else here that uh, we should expand, uh, that was exactly what I was hoping for. Uh, a historical program, a great coach that uh, – Gives us some really good insight, and uh, I think they're going to be a great addition to our coverage area. Your thoughts? Well, it, it it's going to be a lot of fun to to focus on some different teams. Uh, obviously, as an alum, I'm, my first focus is always going to be ASU. Uh, that you know, no one should take that as a knock. But you know, as we get closer and closer to what we think will happen. Uh, in terms of uh, where ASU will end up, uh, you know, the gut feeling is if you read the, the blog post that I made last week uh, is going to be the NCHC uh, and with Colorado College and Denver both being in that league, uh, you know, it'll give us a chance to, to, to focus on them even more and, and, and you know, get to see even more because we didn't get to see too much of Colorado College last year because ASU didn't play them, uh, and, and and Coach Haviland is 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 got a top ranked recruiting class coming in. He's you know they're they're getting the new building, and you know they're gonna ha they have a, a nice mix of young players and, and some veterans coming in. They got a couple of transfers to come in. Um, you know if they get some goaltending. There's a shock, right? There's news, right? If they get some goaltending, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, um, um, you, you know, they they should be a, a very competitive team uh, in a very competitive conference, and you know, it's it's weird when you when you say something like that because a team could finish fourth or fifth in that conference and be a team that could win probably any of the other conferences. Right, <laughs> and 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 be a lock for the tournament. 
know, you can, I mean, listen, the NCHC has gotten at least four teams all but one year of the seven years it's been in existence. So, and, and Paul, and that's four out of 16. That's a quarter of the field. Yeah. Well, and that's at least four. That they had seven one yeah. year. Yeah. It was crazy. Uh, so, you know, finishing fourth or fifth in that league is not is is not a situation where you're like, oh, this is a bad year. Fourth or fifth in that league, and listen, nobody shoots to finish fourth or fifth. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. Right. A coach is not coming out here and saying, Yeah, we'll be happy with fourth place. That's that's ridiculous. Nobody's gonna say that. If you're gonna do that, find another career or something. I don't know. Yeah, you're no in the wrong coaches, spot for sure. You're in the wrong place. You're in the wrong business if you're gonna be happy with fourth or fifth. So I mean, you know, so um, you know, they're in a good spot. Like I said, they have some veterans. They have some some uh, a top-ranked recruiting class coming in. Uh, so uh, the the one thing that this weird situation is going to do is eventually they'll have more time than normal to get guys together and 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 and, and work on their games. And and I thought that that was uh, a big answer when he said it's four hours per player. Right. Yeah, I thought that was too. Um, you know, uh, and and just kind of piggybacking real quick. I know we're running out of time, but um, when we talk when we talked to uh, Sean Doogie about uh, his thoughts, what I took away from the player at Arizona State and the coach at Colorado College tonight were um, the optimism. Right, uh, the optimism right. on both of them that things were going to happen and things were going to get going. And uh, I think as a fan. And as a media person, that, that that gave me a new light, right? Because it, it really feels like there is some hope, there is some direction. Because right, they they're both, actually on the ice. Yeah, and, and they both understand the seriousness of the pandemic. They're not they're not downplaying it, but they're saying, you know, we're gonna do this the right way, safely with doctors and, and medical advice, and we're gonna move forward and and hopefully get back on the ice and, and start competing again. And, uh, you know, the, the last I heard from the NCHC was that uh, things could start ramping up as early as November 20th. And um, who knows? Maybe we'll have hockey here in uh, 45, 50 days or so. Well, here's hoping. I don't want to wait that long. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I still feel like I, I got cheated out of tomorrow night. <laughs> Even if I got cheated out of who was playing, I well, no, I didn't really get cheated, but I still feel cheated that there's no game tomorrow night. I hear you. You know, it, it's uh, gonna be a, it's gonna be a little different, Paul. But guess what? Next Tuesday night, we're gonna be right in the middle of the first round of the draft when you and I come on the air. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, there's gonna be some college players drafted in the first round, right? Uh, I, I will tell you this. I mean, no one's gonna sit here, at least not the two of us. It's gonna sit here and tell you that we are NHL draft experts. Yeah, absolutely. We just, first of all, there's just too many players. And Way too don't many. see them enough to, yep. to, to form any idea. Uh, but if you are uh, wondering how teams are built, okay, uh, if you look at, quote, unquote, mock drafts already, and you look at rankings, and you look at uh, where, you know, h- how teams – look to build their teams if you and it's unusual because this year in the top 20 they're expecting a goalie to go in the in the first round and that doesn't happen that often (laughs) right um centers and defensemen uh, i think of the top 20 ranked players 14 are centers and defensemen 
You can so, never have enough of each of those. In well, that, but that's my point. That, I mean, yeah. that's, you know, yep. um, so you're sitting there and, you know, the world seems to know who's the, that team in Manhattan is going to take we, <laughs> that we don't mention uh, if for no other reason other than the anger of my friend Rob. Um, uh, you know, but the, the Kings are sitting there at number two and, and, you know, the, the number two spot's been taken by a center, at least in the rankings for a while. Right. And yeah. Although, although now uh, uh, there is a uh, the Clinton Byfield uh, is the center from the Canadian Junior League. Tim Sturzel is the second, third pick based on all the rankings. Uh, and he's a left wing. Um, so, you know, that's where the, the mystery comes in to start the draft. And uh, I think we'll, we'll, we'll know the first 10 or 12 picks by the time we come on next week. Um, I, Dylan Holloway at Wisconsin. Uh, looks like he might be the first college player picked in the, in the draft. Definitely uh, looking that way. He's yeah, expected to go consensus. in the top 10. Um, uh, you know, and there are some years, obviously, when there's a ton of college players taken. Um, and those numbers just keep going up year after year after year. And uh, let's hope that keeps happening because let's keep hoping that there are more and more college players available exactly. every year. Uh, exactly. So um, we'll see what happens. Uh, just a couple of quick side notes, or at least one anyway. Uh, LIU did name uh, the rest of its coaching staff this week. I saw that. So, so we'll, so we'll uh, be interested in seeing what happens there. Um, try to get a hold of those guys and see what's going on there. Um, Alaska added an assistant coach and, uh, you know, so things are kind of starting to, to heat up a little bit yep. because guys yeah, they are back on the ice. So, and school started, you know, that's the, that's the main thing. So, yeah, so. okay. Well, uh, I'm going to give you a couple of minutes to wrap things up with our, uh, your read, I should say. And, uh, we'll say goodnight with, uh, Roger Klein and the peacemakers. I do want to say thank you to coach Mike Cavlin and of course, Jerry Cross, the, uh, the great communications director at Colorado College for all of his help in, in getting Coach on with us tonight. And, uh, of course, to Mitch Terrell over at ASU and Sean Doogie. Uh, Paul, every time, and you know this, but every time we have a, a Sun Devil hockey player in particular, and we haven't had other teams, so I don't want to single them out that much, nope. but every Sun Devil player that's come on, it's just been a class act, and we Boy. really appreciate having them on and, and hearing their stories, and Sean is certainly no different, so a big thank you to them as well, and take it away, my friend. Alright, well, the presenting sponsor of College Hockey Southwest Weekly is Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, and this show has been brought to you by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, Reposado, Silver, or Añejo, whatever flavor of Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is your favorite. They're not available wherever you buy your tequila. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and get yours today. By Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant, presenting partner of the Sunday Special. Tell our friend Kevin Wood that Ice Time Hockey SW sent you and let him show you the Bell Ford difference. Online at BellFord.com or the showroom at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. Cold beers and cheeseburgers. Dining rooms and according to CDC guidance, are open in all 12 Valley locations and in California. Visit coldbeers.com for more information and takeout specials. T-Mobile, home of America's largest 5G network. See Andre in the Paradise Valley store at Shea and Tatum and let him show you how the power of the new T-Mobile can work for you. 
Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. When you go to pick up dinner at Jesse Ray's Barbecue tomorrow night, you can now bring home a bottle of your own choice of the best of Las Vegas barbecue sauces. Buy summer skates. Summer may be over, but we still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner to get yours. Buy OxyPow. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at oxypow.com. Buy M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You. M-Drive in the morning, relax at night. Our two-step system for energy, stamina, and recovery. Buy the Ice Dens, Chandler, and Scottsdale. Behind the Mask, for all your hockey needs, visit any of our three locations or go to BehindTheMask.com. Buy College Bar and Grill in Tempe. Buy ASU Fans for ASU Fans. Oceanside Ice Arena. Learn to play hockey sessions are back for kids and kids at heart. See OceansideArena.net for more details. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, as well as the iTunes, excuse me, the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITH SW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Lukey. Wow, I got to talk too much or talk a little slower. I'm not <laughs> sure which. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Uh, that is a tough read, and you always do it magnificently. At uh, It's going to happen. You're going to stumble every now and then. That's just the way it is. But uh, great job as always. Thank you to all of our partners. Thank you to our presenting partner, the uh, Roger Klein's Tequila, Cancion Tequila. The name change is uh, becoming official in about 30 days, and uh, the new product labeling and stuff will be out, so keep your eyes focused on us. A uh, big thank you again to Coach Mike Cavillan. A uh, big thank you to Sean Doogie uh, for joining us tonight. Uh, I'll just tell you this, folks. Mask up, social distance, and uh, the pandemic is real. More importantly, um, we're about 30 days away or so from a vote, a very important vote. So get out and vote. And, uh, Paul, thanks uh, for all of your insight as well. And uh, we'll talk to you uh, Sunday night. Yeah, we'll talk to you Sunday night.